and welcome to Bit Parade, the podcast where we play hits and flops from video game history and transform them into song. I'm Mike Petri. With me, as always, is my friend and collaborator, the gold bar on the other side of a swamp full of crocodiles, Eli Bowen. Are, are they crocodiles? Are they, uh, or alligators? Or According to Wikipedia, it's crocodiles. All right. Works for Though me. So I will probably say both throughout this episode. That's fine with me. I think we yeah. should just go back and forth. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, how was your week, Eli? Uh, it was pretty good. It was a, it was a pretty good week. Just um, keeping busy out here in the jurors, you yeah, know, yeah. trying to stay healthy, stay strong, just, yeah. just fight on through. Uh, yeah. t- today was a, a beautiful day. Yesterday was. Yesterday was the first day yeah. of spring for our yeah, listeners. it's getting there. It's getting there. Um, yeah, finally fighting through the cold, getting some sun. Didn't have to wear a jacket mm-hmm. outside. So, oh yeah, I've downgraded to my like windbreaker. Yeah, from I, from my uh, my winter jacket. I wore a sweater outside, just a nice. sweater. Very good. Yeah, just playing outside with the kids. Cool. Yeah. Are you? Uh, do you have any vax plans? Vax plans? I I've got. I'm one shot down, baby. Oh, I didn't know that. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Get my uh, a... second one on the in nine days. Cool. And then Very I, exciting. Then I'm good to. What about you? Uh, no, not yet. Still, uh, uh, just I'm actually. I think this week is when I'm going to start like trying to get into the the wait lines at local pharmacies for the overages and all that. Right. I th- I think there it might be like fairly regular that there's some extra. So. Yeah, I think they have waiting lines like every day. Yeah. So go get it tomorrow, man. Yeah, I'm going to start. Do it. That's great. All right. Fingers crossed. Fingers rushed for that J and J, one and done. Oh yeah, is that? Are they? Do they have that in the city now? Oh, I don't know. I just know it's it's about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I guess it's less common though. Right. My my parents got that one. Oh great. Yeah, that's fantastic. In and out. Yeah, I'm I'm reading that that Moderna, Moderna, Moderna. <laughs> I don't know. Madorna. Madorna. Yeah. Adorned. <laughs> Madorna, I adore Ma- you. Thank you for the protection. Madorna, I adore you. I implore you. Vax me up. The protection from your sweet injection. <laughs> I need that COVID rejection. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is better than any song we could write about Pitfall. Probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Certainly super Pitfall. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get, get into we'll it. get there. <laughs> so, uh... Let's move on to our uh, first section of the podcast, Oom What You Playing. So, Eli, what have you been playing? Uh, I <laughs> this is kind of this could be boring for a while. I am still playing, uh, religiously playing Animal Crossing New Leaf. Yeah, I think we should just change this this section just to like. Animal Crossing updates. Animal Crossing updates. Yeah. Well, I um last night I went to my. Uh, fourth KK Slider concert. Oh, cool! You know we tape cool. on Sundays for our listeners, and Saturday night is when KK does his concerts mm-hmm. at uh, Club LOL. And so, <laughs> I forget a <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I, I, you know, I collect the first song that you ask him to play is the one he he hands you a bootleg of it, and you then you yeah. can play it, put a copy of it on the stereo in your home. To um, so then, like, whenever you like walk into your house, there's like a song playing. Um, so I had a, I got a bubblegum KK. It's a pretty great tune. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how familiar you are you are with the the KK catalog. Um, uh, I feel like I couldn't, I can't like how many of them right now, but I think I've heard a lot of them just from playing New Horizons. Yeah, it's um, there's some good ones. Two day, there's a song called Two Days Gone that I really like a lot. It's very like Beatlesque. Oh yeah, Do, in a uh, in New Leaf, are there like album covers that look very much like classic album covers? Yeah, I think I think that's on. I think they're consistent throughout the games. It's like I think it's the same album covers in New Horizons and New Leaf. Oh, cool, cool. Um, so I really, I don't know. I really, I find it very. Uh, I find the whole thing very soothing. The the concerts. Yeah. The I go in. I get my four fossils every day. Yeah. Um my cafe's open now, so I go and I get I get my cup of coffee from Brewster. 
Wonderful. I um, and then I tell you know I tell my wife about this. I tell Allison. She thinks it's the dumbest thing. Like she like doesn't understand the appeal of this game at all. And I was telling her like about about like um something that was going on. And I like referred to like my villagers, and she's like, "I don't want to hear about this. It's like so stupid." <laughs> and like I under I know as I'm saying it that it is like it is kind of stupid. It is stupid, yeah. and I like I can't defend it in any way, shape, or form. I know that it's dumb. But I, I also like I, I, it's hard to explain how relaxing it is. And like when I, I heard other people talk about Animal Crossing mm-hmm. before I started playing it, I thought it sounded dumb. <laughs> um, I was like, what is the appeal in this? Like I'm just like planting flowers and I'm fishing and like I'm collecting fruit to sell right. um, so I can buy like items for my house. Like that just sounds like what like my life <laughs> like yeah real exactly life. but i don't know i really I, I really enjoy it yeah i dig it i dig it yeah but you know what i just realized i forgot i know we've moved on but i i didn't ask you how how what how you're doing how was your week oh fine i've been uh i mean i've been just pretty busy with some work stuff just orchestration and uh uh unfortunately a couple of, like shows that i can't talk about on the podcast just because they're like things that won't come out for another just a couple like netflix projects and i'm not allowed to (laughs) talk about oh that's exciting man uh yeah yeah but um what else that i also do like this teaching gig every year uh through lincoln center it's like teaching high schoolers to write songs from like a character's perspective yeah that's it's still happening this year this year it's we're just doing it over zoom which has been pretty pretty cool actually because I don't know. I feel like more people can contribute because over Zoom, they're able to maybe the more shy kids are able to put stuff into the chat and where they might normally have been, you know, kept their ideas to themselves in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been cool. But I'm also able to like what tomorrow morning I'm going to like because I've built two of the songs in Logic. I'm going to like screen share my Logic project with them and just get feedback on is this a good place for the bass to come in should this happen later and i feel like that's always been like a thing that happened on the very last day of like here's the song i arranged that we wrote together oh that's great yeah so we get to kind of loop them in and to get them to sort of see what you know arranging a song in a doll looks like so that's that's pretty exciting oh man that sounds great that's so you found a way to like use the the situation to add some things you weren't able to do before and the songs are pretty good they're all like kind of based on uh recent events based on like protests and stuff social issues so i don't know it's it's pretty powerful stuff oh that's great man i can't wait to uh uh, hear that those songs yeah yeah and i think later in i guess in may their lincoln center is going to do like a, a live not live but uh some sort of online event i love i do love an online event yeah, that's all we got, man. That's all we got. I can't wait. Yeah. I do. I am looking forward to some non-line events <laughs> someday soon. Very good. I just came up with that right now. Just yeah, it's gold. I'm gonna trade. Cool. I gotta trademark that before this <laughs> podcast goes live. Yeah, love it. So, what are you playing? What am I playing? Uh, I'm still playing a lot of the same things that I was playing, like you know, Hitman every now and then. Um, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Dark Souls. I, you know, I beat another boss in Dark Souls. I feel like every month or so I am able to chip away a little bit at another boss. Um, but uh, I feel like the game I keep coming back to is this game called Immortals Phoenix Rising, which is like, it, it feels like it was very much inspired by Breath of the Wild. Just the fact that there's a map and there's like a lot of different stuff to do. There are really like the equivalent of shrines like there are in Breath of the Wild. So you are, you know, getting upgrades to like, oh, I can upgrade my stamina so I can climb higher. Um, it just it feels like very, very much like that game, but just like maybe a little less uh, intense, you know, as as Breath of the Wild is. Mm-hmm. So it's just easier to kind of dip in. It's kind of like a palate cleanser or. I just want to kind of like it's a it's a good podcast game too. You can just like listen to something else and play it. 
but it's uh i don't know you're you are a sort of greek myth hero or you're like a regular person who's kind of stumbled into this greek mythology land and everyone has been turned into stone including your brother so you're helping like greek gods uh kind of get their mojo back that's a really cool concept yeah and it's got this kind of weird style too it and almost for lack of a better way of describing it is has a sort of dreamworksy vibe to it <laughs> where it's like you know like even though there's, there's like a sort of orchestral soundtrack it's all the dialogues very quippy mm-hmm. you know and in a way that could be annoying to some people but i find kind of charming and also shrek is there yeah, it's got a Shrek vibe to it. <laughs> I feel like if All Stars started playing like during like yeah. a sequence, it would not be out of place. So it's sweet. It's cute. Speaking of which, it's uh, we listen to the Kids Place Live Station a lot in in the mm-hmm. car, which is the Sirius XM station. And they um, free, sometimes I'll hear that Smash Mouth cover of All Star, and then I heard another cover of All Star like that I'd never heard before a couple of days ago. And then yeah. Walter was in the back, and he's like what is this song? I like this song. And I was like, it's called All-Star. You know, there's actually another version of it that you've heard, but the original version came out when I was in high school and we had, I had to like explain all about All-Star to him. It was just so weird. Cause like, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot to unpack with All-Star. Which yeah, there really I is. I think is for our, our side podcast, which <laughs> um, all, all about, pods. all, all, all about All-Star. Our, are you talking all stars to me? Yeah. Are you talking all star to me? In tribute to um Are you talking uh, REM to me? Right. Colon somebody once told me. Somebody once told me. <laughs> um and it's interesting some another not to digress too much but uh, Breath of the Wild is one of those games that like it seems like everyone loves and uh I mean I've never owned a copy of it but every time I watch mm-hmm. like gameplay of it I just think to myself it's like one of those games where I feel like I just there's I don't have enough time yeah <laughs> to devote to to like whatever that is cuz it looks yeah. like it looks like you're basically like living in real time in like that version of of Link's world cuz I love yeah. cuz I love Zelda games mm-hmm. but I especially love the like top down like I do like Ocarina yeah. of Time a lot um, but like, I love, like my favorite, I love Link to the Past. I love the Switch version of Link Awakening. I like the original oh, version yeah. of Zelda a lot. Um, and I watch Breath of the Wild and I'm like, all the, like the, like the, like the cooking of the food, the, like yeah. all the different like cloaks and outfits and like the everything. It's like the, the amount of time invested in it, like how epic it is. And I know that like, that's, I think the appeal of it to a lot of people and i and i look at that and i'm like i i just can't imagine (laughs) even like beginning to get started in that because i feel like it must take forever to play that game yeah it's huge i mean i think if you there's probably a way to mainline it so that you can you know get in and out in under 40 hours (laughs) but i know that still sounds probably pretty pretty intense but that's is that even what it's about is it is it really about like living in the open world kind of yeah i mean i think that's really the ideal way to play it that you're playing more slowly you're just kind of exploring um that because there are way like there are shrines which are almost what replace temples in it and i think there's like over there's like around 90 or something like that where you just are going to this kind of a smaller dungeon that's kind of has one central puzzle to it mm-hmm. but they're they're harder to find and sometimes that's just the joy of like i'm just gonna go to this part of the map where i haven't been and just see if there's anything around that i can get into yeah it's not as dense as other zeldas where it just feels like oh here's a kind of a smaller world that's just packed with stuff it feels like this is a bigger world and it's still packed with stuff but it's more like you're meant to explore it kind of at a slower pace i think maybe it's like it's like the part of my i feel like if i was like i don't know like do you play like dungeons and dragons or anything like that Uh, i do yeah there you go i feel like it's like if i was into maybe it's do you feel like it it appeals to like that same part of your brain i I think so i think more so than other zeldas you can really like 
kind of hone in on a certain way to play it or be like, you know, this is not maybe how this game is supposed to be played, but I'm kind of finding a, a kind of different fun way to play it to just kind of explore the sandbox a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you got 60 bucks lying around, like, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think it's a fantastic game and a masterpiece in its own right. So, yeah, I mean, I know it's, it's so beloved. Yeah. I think, but I, I mean, honestly, I don't think it, I don't think everybody loved it because yeah. they're all, because I think a lot of people were like, I just want a good traditional Zelda. I just want like something like Ocarina of Time, but right. just for Switch. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, lo- I love, I love Link's Awakening, the, the, yeah. sw- the Switch version of that. I just think it's, oh, yeah. So great. It might, it might almost surpass Link to the Past for me and how much I like oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's, so it's really cool. Yeah. And I really love that, uh, that Switch port of it too. I thought the music was so good. It's so good. Cause it was like, it was just so like small and quirky as opposed to being this, big orchestral thing it felt mm-hmm. like here's like this this ragtag woodwind quartet we just found yeah it's yeah i like the the ensembles they put together for that yeah i remember that they um the supermercado podcast they mm-hmm. talked about how much they didn't like the music for breath of the wild oh yeah yeah i guess they felt it was like like not like memorable or something like it was yeah, like it's a little sparse sparse or like atmospheric atmospheric yeah yeah like not melodic yeah. or memorable in any way there's a town in it that has a really nice music to it i think it's called the hot hateno village or something mm-hmm. and it has a really nice theme but a lot of a lot of the music is just kind of like very sparse like little piano-y gestures hmm. and i actually always feel weird about hearing piano and like a fantasy setting because i think of the piano as kind of like a modern instrument yeah it's not so right I, for the period yeah when i hear something that's like not being like bowed or blown into it sounds wrong to me so but i think i am very unique in that weird uh in that opinion you need those fifes but yeah you gotta fifes in there pan flutes yeah although for so flutes long the, all the in- the instruments were just like you know weird synth patches because that's all that there were yeah, that's true. Well, I think that's a perfect segue to uh, our games, games plural. Uh, so this week we played Pitfall for the Atari uh, 2600, as well as Super Pitfall for the NES. Um, yeah, so Pitfall is a game for Atari 2600, published by Activision. Uh, and this game came out in 1982. Uh, I was one year old, so... Uh, other games from that year are include Dig Dug, Donkey Kong Jr., Joust, E.T., and Cubert. And this is really, I don't think, I guess one of the first, like, platformers, you know, kind of a predecessor to Super Mario Brothers. Even though it, it doesn't, like, the, it's kind of screen by screen, it doesn't scroll like Mario Brothers. Yeah. I want to call it a side-scroller. But it doesn't scroll, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A side, uh side (laughs) non-scroller um but uh yeah so it's published by activision it was designed by this dude david crane uh who also designed kaboom ghostbusters on Commodore 64 a boy in his blob and he you know went on to also program on games like uh bart versus the space mutants and uh night trap uh have you ever heard of night trap i haven't but i i did own Bart versus the Space Mutants for NES. Oh yeah, and I, I yeah. played it a Me lot. Too. Um, so what do you what do you do in Pitfall? You are basically maneuvering around a jungle uh, filled with uh, what we say. I wrote alligator here, but I think I later found it was crocodiles. Croc- crocodile crocodile swamps. Crocodile filled swamps. Uh, quicksand, rattlesnakes, scorpions, uh, all sorts of dangers. And you swing on ropes across like moats and quicksand. But the goal is essentially like to get as high of a score as possible because there are diamond rings and gold bars and silver bars strewn about. And you have 20 minutes to just get as much as as much as you can to get the highest score. So there's 32 pieces of treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically the game. That's really it. And there's so there's there's a top level and there's a bottom level. Um, and I figured out as I played it that they're not 
they're not perfectly parallel. So if you go down to the bottom yeah, level. Yeah, I figured that out too. So like I was playing and I would like go down to the bottom level and I would like go to the right one screen, let's say, and I'd say, let's see, oh, there's a gold bar up there. So then I'd go back one screen and I'd climb the ladder and then I'd go mm-hmm. right one screen thinking like, oh, I'm going to get the gold bar. It's not there. So like every every screen you go like right under like you go in a direction underground is the equivalent of like several screens above yeah i i couldn't quite figure out what the math was or if it like felt if it was like a warp zone kind of situation or what yeah so it's like if you go like a few screens underground it's like the equivalent of like many screens above it like skips um and i never figured out exactly what that was like how it lined up but i know like i had to like to like for example like that one gold bar that i saw um i had to like go like many screens i had to like i doubled back to one screen climb the ladder and then i had to go like many screens i had to like get to that screen with the gold bar yeah it's funny i started the game by like just because i sort of remember playing this when i was little i was like oh i think it was more stuff if i go left first instead of right so i went left for a while and I got some treasure and then I was like okay I wanted to explore these underground tunnels and that's around that point I was like oh wait this doesn't line up this is weird but after kind of going through some underground tunnels I just was like okay I'm gonna now go right instead on the from the on the top level and I found that like oh there's all this treasure this way now so yeah I think after this I'll be interested to see like to look up exactly what how that works because uh, I mean, it is kind of cool because it feels like anything can happen. It almost feels mm-hmm. randomized in a way, but I just remember because I played this game a lot when I was little. I just remember that it's not randomized, right? You know, it kind of feels all, that way. It's all very mapped out that I, yeah. I, I learned about after the fact. Um, so you know, because I before I started, I didn't. I did have an Atari as a kid. Mm-hmm. I did not have this game. Um, yeah. I. I knew that it was a very popular game. I always saw copies of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so little when we had it that I wasn't really in charge of the game purchases at the time. I think I think my older brother was. Um, so I always like saw the ads for it. I saw the cartridge everywhere. Um, I, I had the the gist of what it was, but I never played it. So this right. was really my first time, I think, playing the game oh cool um and i know that it's a classic and i know Mm -hmm. that it's it's loved and as i was like reading a little bit about it before playing it like i see that like oh it's like a classic it's on like the list of like like top atari games or like list of like top video games of all time it's like revolutionary um and then when i played it i i just didn't really have a lot of fun and maybe that's because you know like video games have come so far yeah um and i i do like playing really really old games sometimes though mm-hmm. i i do like playing super old games yeah um but i think you know maybe it's because like my brain has been trained to be like very goal oriented in a way <laughs> and to like like having like levels and like to like finish tasks and mm-hmm. the fact that the game is so open ended in a way that like there's you have like twenty minutes and you find as much treasure as you can and and then that's it. You yeah. like either find all the treasure or you don't. And and it's very easy to die. And so, you know, I played it on an emulator, so I, I had it hooked up so that like I had a rewind button going. So like if I oh, died, <laughs> if I died, I just rewound and I, and I kept going and, but I, I just started to get, get bored pretty quickly, honestly. Yeah. And I think, yeah. and I think that's just like, be, again, because I'm, I'm so used to even, you know, even compared to games that came out like five years later, I mean, you know, you know, super Mario came out three years later and is so far beyond what this is. And I, I was I was looking for things to like admire, like even like the way the animation of his body movement. I was like, for 1982, like that's pretty cool. Like the way his like arms are swinging and stuff like that. The way his his like the movement of the running, 
Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I had a similar note about the animation, and I, I think it's so many of these things I wrote like, oh, this is good for the Atari 2600. This yeah. looks cool. This is fun for a game from 1982. Yeah, because like, I mean, I had an Atari 2600. It was it was a hugely popular system. Most of those games, like they they don't hold up because it's yeah. it is super super primitive. Right. Um, but it was the best that existed at the time, and and it, it's it had to exist and had to happen to get everything that came after. Um, but I I just found myself like I I eventually I, f- I found a walkthrough of the game where someone found all 32 pieces of treasure Mm -hmm. and even if you do find like it was like it was crazy it's like so at this point go left 52 screens and it's like go now go like (laughs) down this tunnel go right like 12 screens go up now go right a whopping 63 screens i was like oh i didn't know oh my god i was like jesus like (laughs) that's not fun like that's not fun and it's like and they and they have like uh, like a minute to spare at the end and it's like so to Oof. get all 32 pieces of treasure is nearly impossible and what happens yeah. if you get 32 pieces of treasure the screen just freezes yeah like that's it that's <laughs> same the, as if you die three times it's it, there's no there's no like congratulations or like you did it or anything there's no reward for finishing the game other than the screen like soft locking on you basically right and the, i think the only changes it well, the, the word Activision is on the screen the whole time, but then the copyright information does come up. If you <laughs> it die. Says if copyright you, 1982. Yeah, like I think that happens die. if you die too, right? Right. Um, so like the satisfaction of like a job well done is, yeah. I don't, I don't know. So it's like, but my question is, is like, what is, what is it that makes this game a classic? Like, why do people love it so much? And I, and I yeah. can't. I'm very curious about that. I'm, I'm, because I can't really figure it out. Yeah. Looking, looking back on it, and I know that that's unfair of me. Looking back on it to like have that perspective because it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's 2021 and the game came out <laughs> in 1982, mm-hmm. and you know the game is almost as old as I am. Right. Um. <laughs> so. I don't know. It's 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 tough. Um, you know, the 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 gameplay is is fairly decent. It's not mm-hmm. it's not perfect, especially like like the jumping on the crocodiles part. I thought that the gameplay was pretty unforgiving there. Oh, sure. Yeah, you um, have to stand right in the middle of their head so you don't slip into their mouths. Yeah, like all that stuff I thought was yeah. was like the gameplay wasn't perfect there, but as we'll get to when we talk about Super Pitfall, I think that honestly the the gameplay in Pitfall is superior to Super Pitfall's gameplay. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but you know, I I can't say that I had like a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, that's so, true. So let's let's talk about about your feelings about Pitfall. Yeah, it's funny. I I agree with just about everything you're saying about it, uh, and I think my guess as to why it's a classic is like just time and place like there was nothing like this i think before you know it's really the sort of prototypical platformer game mm-hmm. you know the fact that there are the two uh consecutive like levels that you know felt like pretty ahead of its time uh and it's it's funny like with the the objective being just to get the high score you know it seems like it it's in this mold of older arcade games where really like that's that's the goal it's like you know space invaders just to Mm -hmm. keep playing until you die and you know see what the highest score you can get as same with donkey kong or dig dug or anything like that it's like the difference though is like um at like a at, at an arcade when when like they're saving the high scores and you're competing against other people at an arcade it's different than like on a home console where it's like you and your family or like a friend comes over. Yeah. I guess if you had like a friend come over and you're trying to see like you and your buddy, like who can get the highest score on pitfall. Right. I right. can see that having an appeal. Yeah. But it does feel like it's this sort of other, uh, template of game style kind of branded onto this just cause like they didn't really, they hadn't thought outside of the box yet. 
I mean, because there's also like in Super Mario Brothers, there's a scorekeeper. And that always felt superfluous to me. I'm like, I don't really care how many points I'm getting. I want to I want to beat level eight. I want to save the princess, mm-hmm. you know, and I think especially when you play games that have objectives and rewards for those objectives, it does feel pretty hollow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I had a better. <laughs> I felt this game was a lot easier for me now than it was, you know, 30 years ago. Mostly for the fact that I'm playing it on an emulator with a PS4 controller, as opposed to the terrible <laughs> um, joystick that came with the 2600, which I remember you just kind of have to like pin to the floor with one hand or pin between your feet because it moves when you move the stick. And yeah, I remember it's that very controller. inaccurate and you have to really work it to the sides to like make the character move yeah as you say that like the sense memory of holding that controller comes to me (laughs) yeah it felt kind of cool i like the idea of holding you know one of those atari joysticks but man it's just not meant i feel like the ergonomics of it just don't really work yeah because it's trying to like emulate an actual arcade joystick but without it being like grounded in in an actual like (laughs) arcade um cabinet you have it to just like moves yeah it's too it's gonna wiggle around as you as you move the stick and then the button being like up in the corner you're playing it with your thumb yeah but uh yeah this game it, it's weird i do remember playing this a lot i mean i think it might be one of the best like atari 2600 games i feel like it's funny like so many of the more arcadey games like you know of course pac-man uh is is amazing uh Dig Dug, things like that have aged a lot better just because it just feel it just has that more arcade, you know, style to it mm-hmm. and that template. But uh, yeah, I'm more excited about Pitfall only in the legacy that it leaves, you know, right. That it kind of leads us to to things like Mario. I mean, I don't know if uh, Mario was inspired by this or not, but it, it does seem like, you know, the first step on that journey of you know, characters that are going to be climbing ladders and swinging from ropes in the future. And you're like in, watching in them better, from more the exciting ways, running and jumping from the side, jumping over enemies and like collecting treasure. Right. It's funny. Like there's, I used to be really afraid of the snakes in this game because <laughs> they're like little Aspen. They have this tail and this tongue that are moving and it's kind of mm-hmm. threatening, but it, they don't yeah, move at that. all. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. They don't move. So it's this, they're also like fire pits you have to jump over or like, you know, campfire looking things. And it's essentially the, the exact same trap. It's just like, here's the thing you have to jump over that does not move. Right. One looks like a snake and yeah. one looks like a fire trap. The scorpions are hard to jump over, though. The scorpions are hard to yeah. jump over. Yeah. Those are moving in those underground tunnels. And because they do walk towards you, it's also menacing when you're on the top level and there's a scorpion under you. Mm-hmm. It'll basically like walk towards you and just kind of like hang out in the area beneath you, which is a little it knows you upsetting. There. Yeah. Did you keep track of your your high score? I did not keep track of my high score. Did you? I did. Yeah. My and it's not fair because I did like rewind every time I died. But uh, I basically I wanted to play like the full twenty minutes of the game and see like what I could do. I got like around fifty thousand points. So I, I don't know. I found like maybe like. 10 pieces of treasure. Yeah, I wish there were, I wish that it tracked for you how much treasure you collected. Oh yeah, just to be like this many pieces as opposed to just the score. Yeah. That's a good point. Cuz since you're supposed to collect all the treasure to to you know win in in air quotes, right. it would Moral be victory. <laughs> it would be helpful for it to help you track how many how much treasure you've collected so far. Yeah. So you know, like, oh, I need to collect three more pieces or eight more pieces or whatever. Yeah. That feels like a very modern video game convention that would absolutely happen if this game were made now. Yeah. Oh, you know what is kind of cool about... It's cool that there are, like, these pits, like the the swamps and the quicksand that open up and contract. Yeah. That looks, for the Atari, again, for the Atari, looks pretty cool when those things just kind of swell up and disappear. Yeah, I, the, I was surprised the first time because I, you know, again, I hadn't played the game before. I was like running along, and then all of a sudden, this giant pit, you know, opened up and swallowed me. I was like, oh, well, I got. I guess I had to be aware of those things. Yeah, not not too forgiving. Mm-mm. Um, 
Well, should we move on to uh, the to super <laughs> speaking pitfall? of speaking of legacies? Yes, move on to super pitfall. Please, let's. I'm very excited to discuss this game. Yeah, so Super Pitfall is a not the first sequel. There actually was a Pitfall Two for Atari, that I think this game was quote unquote modeled after, but is not very similar to it. Um, but Super Pitfall was an NES game. It came out in 1986. Uh, other games from that year include The Legend of Zelda, Arkanoid, Dragon Quest, and Metroid. Just games in a whole different uh, ball game. Yeah, I played all those games. Yeah, all all classics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is developed by uh, Micronics, I think. Is how to pronounce that? Micronics, and it's published by I would guess. Activision. Yeah, I think Activision like um, couldn't be bothered, and so they like <laughs> yeah. subleased it out to right. um, whatever this company is. Yeah, and uh, the the goal of this game is basically so so we we're kind of like you know, enriching the greater world of Pitfall Harry and his companions. So you are uh, supposed to find the Raj Diamond, R-A-J Diamond, rescue your niece Rhonda, and your sidekick uh, Quicklaw, who is a mountain lion. Now, I did not ac- uh, achieve any of these goals when no, I played no, it. No, no, neither did I. <laughs> um, what else? You, you have a gun, which has limited ammo. I... After playing the first game, it just seems really just wrong-headed for him to have a gun. Yeah, it felt weird. Um, but I, I think this game is it, it's very well known for its vagueness and just sort of trial and error style of gameplay, meaning that it's just not clear in signaling, A, what you're supposed to do, or B, consequences for your actions. Or you're basically punished for exploration, which doesn't seem a, a good fit for this kind of game. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin with this game, honestly. <laughs> um, I mean, to start, um, I mean, do you, do you want to start or should I, should I start? Oh, uh, no, go ahead. Seems like you have a lot to say. <laughs> I, That's super pitfall. I mean, I, I had to throw in the towel fairly quickly on this, um, even with rewinding, which I did constantly. Yeah, me too. This is some this is might be one of the worst video games I have ever played in my life. Yeah, I would agree. Absolutely. It <laughs> it is it is the gameplay is punishing. Yeah. Um the map is totally incoherent. Absolutely. Um, it is it is a giant giant map of ladders and caves. It all looks identical. Um, you will constantly die. The second you touch anything, you die immediately. Yep. Um, you, um, I found myself, the maps, the map, uh, is very tall. And if you fall, you have no control over falling. You just fall straight down. So if you fall, you fall for like 10 to 15 full seconds until you reach the very bottom of the map. Um, like a dozen or more levels down, and then, and then you do, there's no sense of like where you should go or what you should do, other than like I would occasionally stumble on some piles of gold, and I'd be like, oh, I guess I should pick up this gold. Yeah, and, and it's what it's just points at the end of the day. It's just against yeah. points. <laughs> I don't, I don't think those help you achieve those three goals. Right, and then I would just wander around, and I would try to avoid enemies, and then I would like occasionally try to shoot an enemy. Or if it was tall enough to shoot, but a lot of the enemies are just at foot level. Yeah. So you have to try to jump over them, which is often nearly impossible. Especially those scorpions. The scorpions. They run at you very quickly. So a lot of times it's almost impossible to jump at them from the point where you can see them on screen. And and then you're dead. Yeah. And a lot of times I got stuck in this one area that the I I you know, I found this dead end at the end of it. A cave and i was like oh okay well i gotta turn back but because there was a scorpion there like i couldn't go back without there's it was impossible mm-hmm. for me to not touch the scorpion because yeah. he would come right for me and that's just like it's one of those things where i was a kid i was like oh this game is hard and as an adult i'm like oh this game is very poorly designed yeah and there's so much um flicker in the oh, graphics yeah. that it was it's like just really so hard to see the way that it moves 
there's like flicker all around the edges that it was honestly hard to see yeah. what was actually coming next and what was just like a graphical error. And yeah, like and you just you disappear. get a flash of a different enemy that's not there. And yeah, it's just gone. And then there like there were like all kinds of weird glitches where there was like ropes swinging above me, and then all of a sudden the ropes would just disappear. Yeah, if I like yeah. didn't if I didn't get them in time. Um, I just I could not progress very far because of like all of the falling and the dying, and even even with the rewinding constantly, I just like I would I would fall and fall, and I would. I, I didn't know where to go or what to do. I was at a complete loss. And eventually I was just like, I hate this. I don't know what I'm doing or where I'm going. I yeah. I, I don't like this. I don't know where to go and I don't care. And I'm going to stop after like 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. I felt like I hadn't made any progress and it wasn't fun. The controls are so clumsy and it was just, it was really unpleasant. I don't know how far you got, but I felt like uh, I didn't make... About the same, about 20, 25 minutes. But, like, I had the exact same notice note that, like, I felt like I kept going. Like, I'm just going deep into... But I, as long as I played it, I just felt like no sense of making any progress at all. Like, I'm just walking around in a cave and I keep dying and rewinding, but I don't know. There's no signaling to let me know that I'm going the right way, even if... If I get to something, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do or yeah. how to interact with any of the objects that are it, here. It was just like the most vague. Yeah, it's like a the 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 map was like so unclear. Mm -hmm. Didn't know what to do, where to go, and the controls are so bad. Yeah, and there's a lot. It's glitchy too. Like there'd be times when you get to the bottom of a when you climb down a ladder, he just kind of automatically goes into like a his duck position. Mm -hmm. And I'd always have to like play with it and be like, okay, I, have to, I think I have to press up or I think I have to press jump to get out of this so mm -hmm. that I can just walk around again. The, the thing that drove me the most crazy was when he falls, you can't control. Like, yeah. like in Mario, like if Mario falls, you can like push him to the side and he'll land on something. Like mm -hmm. you can control the direction of a fall. In almost every game, you can control a fall. So yeah. you can like jump and then fall to the side to get to the other side of something. This yeah. guy, if he starts to fall, he only falls straight down yeah. like like a giant boulder. And yeah, it's if you do it from a jump, you can almost get him going in an, at an angle, but like you can't change it like you can Mario. He's just kind of stuck at an angle. And yeah, it, it's weird. I feel like the certain jumps in the game look certain areas look like they are designed to be jumped into like that, mm -hmm. but the 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 way the character controls does not reflect that at all. Yeah, I can't think of a single thing I liked about this game. I can't even imagine. <laughs> not even the music. The I I remember that the music <laughs> was bad, and I I can't summon the memory of any of it. Yeah, I know there are playthroughs on YouTube, and at some point I I I didn't get around to watching one. I'm I'm yeah. kind of curious to like watch one and like skip around just to see because like somebody figured out how to play this game through to the end. And I can't even imagine the dedication that it took somebody to figure out how to play this game. Yeah. I, I haven't watched a full walkthrough, but I am curious as well. Um, I, I watched like a couple minutes of one, just be like, where did, if in a, a perfect playthrough of this game, where do you go? So earlier I'd mentioned going to like a dead end cave. Apparently like you go to this dead end, the, the guy in the playthrough, he jumps around a couple times. Lo looks like he's trying to like jump in a certain spot. And I guess when you jump in a certain spot, like this key appears. But again, like there's no clue about that. Mm -hmm. There's no indication in the game. Like That's not insane. even obtusely. You're just supposed to like, I guess, jump at every point in the game. And I don't know if you press B or what to like make the thing appear. But yeah, I saw this like look like a like a club or a spade symbol appear when this guy jumped in this cave that killed me. And I was like, what? What? What also I don't know what that thing does. That's terrible. Um I think what else um I have to say about this guy. Oh, I found a balloon at some point. Did you find a balloon? I did not find a balloon. Kind of way down in the cavern. Uh, I found a balloon that just kind of took me up. But of course, like everything else, it's impossible to control and was really unhelpful. Although circus music does play when you jump on it. So it was a welcome <laughs> change. 
change from the terrible eight bar loop with wrong bass notes. God, that, yeah, the loop. It's just an endless loop. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put a little, uh, I'll, I'll splice in a little loop of that music here so our listeners can enjoy. Oh, please. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to say about this. I, I, I took a lot of notes, but really, I think I'm just going to have the exact same stuff about how terrible the map is, how glitchy it is. It. I mean, I recommend anyone listening to like just pop this in their emulator see what we're talking about. Like just the, the way the screen scrolls is just so like unsettling and like rigid and, you know, coming after a game like Super Mario Brothers or the same year as, you know, Metroid another side scroller which seems so smooth and fluid also the main character in this one I, f- I feel like i guess this is also supposed to be pitfall harry but he's he's basically shaped like a rectangle like a <laughs> like a fat rectangle with a mustache yeah the mustache is unsettling he he also looks like he's dressed like a british cop yeah he ca- i think he's supposed to have one of those like circular explorer hats mm-hmm. but it just looks like a traditional like English, like a like a bobby cap or whatever they're called but like the 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 structure of his body like is so clumsy to me he, he look he looks almost like like a almost like a perfect rectangle shape with like rounded <laughs> corners to me his animation when he dies is wild too he just kind of like puts his hands up and then flops he like flop flops it's just yeah. two frames his walking animation is terrible too and i it's think it's bad. just it's two frames it's worse than the atari which is, you know, actually kind of fluid, older. yeah. Yeah. And it's funny with the Atari animation, you can kind of see like, oh, it's it's just doing a trick where even though it's like the same leg moving back and forth, it, it just kind of creates the illusion that it's like, oh, it's left leg in front, now it's right leg in front. Uh-huh. Even if it's just the same frame. But with this, it's just like you just I don't know, it's bad. Yeah. It's just bad. There's nothing there's nothing good to say about this game. We'll we'll see if there's anything good to sing about it. But before that, uh, how about uh, how would you rate this game, Eli? Or how would you rate these two games? Let's start with uh, Pitfall! Uh, exclamation point on Atari. Pitfall. I mean, I think I have to hold. I think I have to contextualize it, and I have to also. I'm gonna have to do it comparatively to Super Pitfall. So I'm going to, with respect for its legacy, yeah, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a a six out of ten crocogators. <laughs> okay. And um, gosh, uh, for Super Pitfall, I don't even know what to um, what to say. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna give it a solid. One, one out of ten Rondas. <laughs> In case our listeners have forgotten, that's the niece you're supposed to rescue. Yeah, her name is Rhonda. I assume because same as uh, Alf's girlfriend. Oh my God, that is Alf's girlfriend. Which I just only remember because uh, I think he likes the Beach Boys song. Yeah, yeah. So definitely a one out of ten Rondas. Yeah. How about you? That that sounds right. Uh, let's see for for uh, OG Pitfall. I don't know. I have a lot of good memories of this game. I think again for what it is, it holds up. You know, compared to like other Atari games. You know, I mean, like pa- Pac Man's a great game, but the Atari port of it is terrible. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of bad stuff on the Atari, and I feel like this is a standout classic, and it has a legacy. So I'm gonna give it. You gave it what? Crocogators was your uh, yeah, system? Yeah, Crocogators. Well, I'm going to do, uh, I think, eight out of ten Aladiles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I, was hope- I was hoping you'd go there. Yeah, yeah. Um, flip the script, buddy. Uh, so for Super Pitfall, yeah, this game is terrible. I remember liking this more as a kid. And as I played it again, I was like, no, 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 no. This is actually very bad. Uh, and I do not have good memories of this. Um, so I, I think I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm just going to give it one out of zero, which I know is an impossible 
Uh, if you put that in the calculator, it'll break your calculator. But I, I, it feels fitting for this game. Yeah. To, to give it an impossible, um, terrible um, time loop of an answer. I think that's totally appropriate. Yeah. Error. <laughs> when you put one divided by zero in the calculator, it'll say error. And that's this game is an error. That is an error. <laughs> I think that's great. I think that's a great answer. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Well, uh, that brings us to um, uh, our favorite segment. But what makes it sing? That's tricky. So how do we, do we, is it like two parts? Is it one, one thing that's a tribute to both games? Do we, is it about the downfall of like what, what happened in Pitfall Harry's life between these games that led him to his lowly state? And I think it's, it's, it is interesting that you, you do only know that his name is Pitfall Harry. If you read the manual, that's true. Yeah. You know that he has a mustache. The the only the only idea that I have at all is is something like, you know that song like "Ain't Nothing Gonna Break My Stride," uh, which always makes me. me th- it's like, "Ain't Nothing Gonna Break My Stride," and which is a, it's like a, a hit single from the eighties. Cool, but it's I, like actually I just pulled it up. Let me just I'm gonna listen to like a second of it, so I can get a. It just makes me think of a guy like running and running. <laughs> I don't know this. This one feels trickier to me in a way because, like these games, because it's like these games are so, especially the so the original simple. game, which is it's so simple. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, who's to say though that we can't write a really simple song, right? Right. We've written fairly complicated songs so far. Yeah, I feel like all good songs are about one thing. Yeah. Uh, Keep moving. I mean, it can just be about like where you're running from. Yeah. Yeah. There's scorpions, there's logs. We didn't talk, even talk about the logs. That are... What you running from, what you running from. We have pitfall here, what you running from, what you running from, running from. We're running from scorpions, running. We've from, scorpions. Running from scorpions. Got scorpions. Running from scorpions. Hey, hey, Pitfall Heavy, what you run from? What you run from? Hey, hey, Pitfall Heavy, what you run from today? <laughs> Running from today. Got scorpion, scorpions on my mind. I got, I got scorpions on my back. Got scorpions on the brain, and I don't know how I'm gonna get them off, baby. Scorpions on my mind all night long, yeah. Scorpions. Scorpions and a big snake sand. Big logs and a big brakes yeah. Don't wanna fall down that hill, no. Don't follow that ladder, get okay, baby. Better keep on climbing, climbing every ladder. Keep on, keep on a climbing up. Keep on, keep on a climbing up, climbing up. Keep on, keep on a climbing up. <laughs> Oh, Pitfall, Pitfall Harry, what you gonna do now? Pitfall Harry, won't you come out tonight? Pitfall Harry, won't you be my baby? Pitfall Harry, won't you be my baby tonight? <laughs> I like that. Pitfall Harry, what you running from? What you running from, Pitfall Harry? Pitfall Harry, what you running from? What you running from tonight? Scorpions, mm-hmm, scorpions. Crocodiles, mm-hmm. I got scorpions, mm-hmm. I crocodiles, mm-hmm. Rolling logs, rolling logs, mm-hmm. They're rolling, 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 rolling on, rolling on. Pitfall heavy, said rolling on down. Pitfall heavy, said rolling on. Pitfall heavy tonight. Won't you grab that vine? Grab that vine. Won't you grab that vine? Vine. And ladder's going up and down, up and down, up and down. Oh, the ladder's going up and down tonight. The ladder's take you outside. <laughs> Do you think this has like a lot of like 
like percussion, like in that sort of eighties, you know, Billy Joel, Paul Simon kind of. Uh, oh, definitely like a like a Graceland kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. Would you bring that gold bar to me, Pitbull Harry? Cause you know I like that gold. Cause you know I like that gold, Harry. Now, would you bring that gold bar to me, sweet Pitbull Harry? Cause you got that treasure in it building up now you got that treasure in it building up as 32 pieces of treasure Cause you know I won't love you unless you bring 32 pieces of treasure to me Cause you know I won't love you until you bring 32 pieces of treasure to me Pitfall here and you and me In a big old palace of treasure <laughs> By the sea By the sea <laughs> Pitfall here, what you running from? Are you running from something big or something scary? Something big or something scary? Pitfall here, what you running from? Are you gonna marry me? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Pitfall heavy. Pitfall heavy. Pitfall heavy, won't you marry me? Won't you marry me? <laughs> Pitfall Harry, won't you marry me? <laughs> That's so silly. Pitfall Harry, won't you run and fall? Won't you marry me? That makes you laugh every time. I think I think it's we're onto something there. Yeah. Is there like a I kind of want because like it's so like kind of talky and wordy. I want to have like a section where it like kind of keeps the beat going, but it's just more sparse mm-hmm. and lower. Yeah. Like a couple years later, Pitfall Harry said he wouldn't marry me. It's like a couple years later, he said it was scary to marry a boy like me. He said he wouldn't propose until he collected all the treasure out in the jungle. <laughs> I said I didn't care about the treasure. Wait, I said, I said, I want the pleasure of your company. <laughs> said, said I didn't care about the treasure, just want the want the pleasure of your company. He said, he said, I know what you're saying, I hear what you're saying, but I gotta do it for me. <laughs> I step on the heads of the crocodiles, and I'm gonna run for a million miles, and the scorpions. And one of these days, I'm gonna run right back to you. Got 32 gold bars waiting here for you. Got a golden ring and it's just a thing for you. I got, wait, what are what are his friends in the second game? Rhonda. Yeah. <laughs> my my little niece Rhonda, she'll she'll live with us too. And my mountain lion, what is his name? Quick claw. I gotta find the dime. Diamond of the Raj, my niece Rhonda will officiage the wedding. We're going to have it out there in our garage. Got to find the diamond of the Raj so we can get married in my garage. <laughs> Quick claw will officiate and Rhonda will sing. It'll be so great. Tip <laughs> for Harry. Finally, finally, he'll marry me. Pitfall Harry, now he'll marry you. Are you running from love or crocodiles? Say that again. Are you running from love or crocodiles? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. From... I was. I was wondering if it's the same kind of thing. Like, are you running from snakes? Are you running from me? Yeah. Maybe I'm not a scorpion. Baby, I'm not a scorpion. I'm not an asp or a log. But I want to ride that hog again. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not a snake. I'm not a snake and I'm not a log. I just want to get up on your hog tonight. I'm not a snake or a scorpion. I just want to have a little fun. Making love in the morning in the jungle sun. 
pitfall heaven don't you know i love you pitfall heaven don't you know i love you pitfall heaven don't you know i love you pitfall heaven and i pitfall pitfall heaven and i pitfall heaven pitfall heaven pitfall heaven and i for me yeah i think there's something there there's a song i, th- I think there's a song in there to be excavated uh at the end it goes tonight doodly do 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 pitfall tonight do do Bring that flute Do you think if it just ends on like a an unexpected chord? Like, oh, I love that. That's great. Done. It's done. Seven. <laughs> Press it. Pitfall, Harry, what you're running from, running from, what you're running from, Harry. Pitfall, Harry, what you're running from, running from, what you're running from, Harry. Hey, hey, pitfall, Harry, what you're running from, running from. Hey, hey, pitfall, Harry, what you're running from today. Scorpions and big snakes and big logs and tough bricks, yeah. Don't wanna fall down that hill, no. Don't wanna fall down the ladder, baby. Keep on, keep on climbing up. Gotta keep on climbing up. Pitfall here, what you're running from? What you're running from? Pitfall here, Pitfall here, what you're running from? What you're running from tonight? Is it scorpions, mm-hmm. crocodiles, mm-hmm. quicksand traps, mm-hmm. rolling logs, mm-hmm. rolling on, I said rolling on, rolling on, rolling on, rolling on. What you bring that gold to me? Pitfall here, what you're running from? Is it something big? Is it something scary? Pitfall here, what you're running from? Are you gonna marry me? Pitfall here, what you're running from? Is it Steve or Kel? Is it Cousin Larry? Pitfall here, what you're running from? Are you gonna marry me? Pitfall Harry! Pitfall Harry, why won't you marry me? years later he said it was scary to marry a boy like me said he wouldn't propose until he knows he's collected the treasure extensively i said i didn't care about the treasure just the pleasure of your company he said i hear what you're saying i know what you're saying but i gotta do it for me and it's always been my destiny i gotta find the diamond of the rush so we can get married in my garage quick claw will officiate all i've brought to sing it'll be so great Pitfall here, don't you know I love you? Pitfall here, don't you know I love you? Pitfall here, don't you know I love you?
right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Bit Parade. Eli, do you have anything to plug? Well, you can find me on the socials, uh, on Instagram and Twitter, at Eli Bolin. Uh, I have a website, elibolin.net. You can go there, and there are links to listen to and watch pretty much everything I've ever worked on. And on Instagram, there's lots of videos and... um, uh, photographs of my kids, <laughs> and um, if you uh, also if you're into uh, gaming, which I know you are from listening to this, my six year old son has his own Instagram page, which is pretty entertaining, all about his love of gaming, which is at Walter's Nintendo World on Instagram, uh, and then on Twitter, uh, I basically yell about um, politics and racism and everything that is terrible in the world, which is almost everything except for retro gaming and doing this podcast with Mike. How about you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Mike Petri. I don't do much on Instagram, but I'm over there on the Twitter every now and then. Uh, just like and retweeting everything I like. I'm also Mike Petri on Twitch. Uh, I've been streaming Final Fantasy IV for some reason, uh, Wednesday nights uh, at 7.30, and Fridays at two o'clock, I will be kind of switching back and forth between uh, doing live orchestrations of the songs we write here and um, and playing the game that we'll be uh, discussing on future episodes. Oh, I'm also MikePetri.com. Who knows? I need to update it. Eh. Always good to refresh the website once in a while. Yeah, it's it's about time. Uh, oh, we should also thank uh, Julie Stampler and Andy Hertz for suggesting Pitfall for this episode. And be sure to subscribe to Bit Parade on your favorite podcatcher. Please rate and review us. It's very helpful for new podcasts. Please tell your friends. Please, if you are enjoying this, say like, hey, there's a new podcast. It's Bit Parade, and it's really awesome and fun and unique. And uh, you should listen and subscribe. And please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BitParadePod. And email us your questions and game suggestions at bitparadepod at gmail.com. Yeah, drop us a review on that Apple Store, because if you do, uh, we might read it on the air, uh, just like we're about to do right now. Uh, Andrew Galanter, Galanter? Galanter. uh, Galanter? Galanter. He gallants right in. Whoever he Uh, is, he's a great guy. Yeah, he gave us a five-star review. He said, you can't go wrong with Eli and Mike, two killer musical talents working together. Who could ask for more? That's wonderful. And he's right. Who could ask for more? Thanks, Andrew. Yeah. Also, I almost forgot um, uh, our artist who designed our cover art is Nicole Wong. You can follow her on Instagram at at underscore nerdfaithartish. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bit Parade with Mike Petrie and Eli Bolin. We'll see you in two weeks when we tackle Toe Jam and Earl. Until then. We're looking forward to the wedding of Pitfall Harry. I hope that he'll marry us. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Bye.